Welcome back to the Trail Runners Experience. I'm Daniel, and if you're new here, great to have you. If you're not new here, welcome back. I missed you. Today, I've got a special guest. I have a runner from the bubbling metropolis of Millicent, South Australia. It is Danielle Vanderhill, or also known as Danny. How are you, Danny? Hey, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. It's a it's a bubbling metropolis down there, isn't it? It's like a, a big smoke. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Not. <laughs> no. What's the population of Millicent? Oh god, now you put me on the spot. I think it's probably eight thousand. I'm oh, probably going to get in trouble for saying that there's not that. There's probably more, big. but it's bigger than I expected. I don't know why I thought it was. Um, I thought it was smaller. That's all right. There's a lot. Yeah, it's a tiny, tiny little happening town. Yeah, and you're um, and you've been you grew up in Millicent. Well, I actually grew up on the outskirts, so there was a town that was like 15 k's away that had a population of probably 80 when I was growing up. So there you go. Yeah, that was tiny, tiny. So yeah, um, yeah. and you um, and so yeah, you you live and work in Millicent, and I guess we've got I've got you on here today for a number of reasons. Um, first of all, you're a runner, and um, but just fairly recently, the last few months, you've been become an athlete that I'm coaching, and you know, I'll be honest, it's pretty easy coaching you, so it's really cool because <laughs> you know you're not a um, you know, you, a lot of the work was done for me, but you're um, yeah, we want to get into what you do, how you do it, and why you do it. All right, let's let's get some stats, okay? I know this much about you. You are 32 years old, correct or incorrect? Correct, yep. Such a great age, 32. <laughs> Sorry, it shouldn't, apparently you're not supposed to out a woman's age like that, are you? <laughs> How rude of me. But um, It's a word. I'm happy being a young one. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm the old old man. Um, we've also got um, you are a mum. Yeah, I'm a single mum of two gorgeous kids who mostly adore my running. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty lucky to have a boy and a girl. They're both pretty sporty too, which is good. So yeah, they might follow in my footsteps one day, but yeah. What sort of sports do your kids play? Uh, so basketball, footy, netball, little ass, gymnastics. Um, I think I've covered it all. Amazing. It's funny yeah. how um, it's like in the country, kids tend to do, I shouldn't say this, but, but I know in my experience, I feel like people, kids get involved in like community sport a lot more because I think there's, um, you sort of like, it's almost like, well, what else are we going to do? And I think that's a good yeah. thing, you know? And I mean, I don't mean it about, I know there's plenty to do in the country. Um, I grew up, I can't talk. I grew up in a town that has a pop, or at the time it had a population of about 30,000. So it's technically small, but a little bit bigger than Millicent, but, um, that's all right. Um, Small look, good things come in small packages, Danny. And that's that's pretty much my life motto. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know whether it's people or towns, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're um, obviously a runner, and you've been a um, you've been pretty successful over the last couple of years, especially locally um, in a lot of Adelaide races. So tell me about sort of your. We'll just we will sort of jump into your running journey. You know, I have. I have a pretty um, – I like to jump around in people's story. And so so basically just so we can sort of orient the listener, you know, 
what sort of what what do you do running wise? What um yeah, are you like in terms of running? Like, are you a a track runner, a, a ultra runner? Like, what's your what's what's your running sort of story? So, I'll start from the start. I was a little bit of a cross country runner back in the day, like when I went to school, but that was only probably five k's max. Um, and then I think it was. Five or six years ago, I sort of started to get into some shorter distance running, like with a few friends in town, like we did. It was 5Ks every morning. Um, and then I sort of started upping my distances. But to race and stuff now, I um, my sweet spot, I'm an ultra runner. So I run anything I enjoy mostly over 50Ks. Um, I've, yeah, they're sort of what I really enjoy doing. But I started to enjoy faster shorter at the moment um trail running I've never hit the oh actually no I was gonna say I've never hit the track but after listening to your podcast this morning um (laughs) I did actually compete at Santos Stadium I think I was 15 at City versus Country Champs um 1500 meters but I did my ankle in the first 800 um 800 meters so I didn't get to finish so how'd you roll would you roll it did you I rolled it yeah 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 found yeah. out that I had yeah I had fluid all over my heel and stuff like that so it was pretty pretty traumatic it was pretty embarrassing it was yeah in front of a lot of people but no I've now I'm a trail runner at heart I absolutely love it yeah no and um you've really um you've done a lot and I know that you started really this sort of ultra journey of sorts during COVID didn't you yeah during yeah I think it was, I was doing a lot of training beforehand, but I'd never really, I think it was just before COVID hit, I did my first trail race, which was, I think it was Eurobilla. Um, and then, yeah, I sort of got really into it during COVID. Like, what else were we going to do down here? <laughs> we couldn't get out anywhere. So we'd just go out to the pines and yeah, on the yeah, weekend, right. just, just do a casual 20 or whatever. And yeah, then my event sort of stemmed from there. Um, and so you were doing, um, well, this is something that's really interesting about you is um, obviously you have a sporting background, but you started running, Yeah, I started a little challenge. Tell us about your challenge that's, that's ongoing. Uh, so during COVID in SA's first lockdown, I got a little bit bored because um, we weren't allowed to leave our homes. So I started 5Ks in my backyard, which was a 50 metre, uh, 100 metre up and back. So... 5Ks a day stemmed from there. Um, so I think I'm up to day 825 at the moment without skipping a beat. So, yeah, wow. I'm a 5K, 5K a day, which I'm pretty sure has been the foundation of, yeah, most of my most of my ultras and, yeah. Yeah, and you, conditioning. you did quite well on that and it's a bit of an experiment because it's not, um, you, know, you know, you've done obviously you have days and weeks where you run more than that obviously especially now that i've yep. got you do, on doing a bit of structure um <laughs> and we're increasing your mileage but i think even just doing 5k's a day did you feel yourself getting fitter like when you first started uh, when i first started no um it was definitely a struggle to get into like because i um played netball played basketball like yeah that was during COVID as well like we still had a little bit of that on um but i did it took me quite a while to actually feel comfortable doing it. Like I wanted to do it just for the satisfaction of knowing that I could actually, if I wanted to do something, I could, um, and I put my mind to it, I could stick to it. 
Um, but yeah, it took me a while to actually feel good running 5Ks every day. Um, I'd sort of have to switch it up a bit. Like if I ran early in the morning, like I couldn't, um, I couldn't back it up like with another early morning, like I'd have to try and structure it. So I'd do it the not the night after or something like that, just so I'd have that good, yeah, over 24, well, nearly 24 hours of recovery. Um, yeah. But yeah, now it, it's, now it's just second nature. Like I just, I don't feel it at all, unless you give me a really hard, really hard run or something to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just. Uh, look, I am, um, as a coach, I've always tried to, accommodate what people want to do versus what I think they need to do. And yep. um, I think initially I was like, oh, this 5K a day, you know, <laughs> she's got to stop if she wants to take it to another level. But then I thought we can make this work. And and so now yep. obviously you'll notice on, sometimes on your training plan I might write, like you'll do a really hard session one day and then like it sort of gives you permission to go super easy on that next 5K. Yeah. Yeah, yep, I look forward to that. This is super easy. Like, yeah, okay, perfect. This is my kind of day. <laughs> yeah, easy as. <laughs> yeah, I, I yep. think that's something I write a lot in training plans. I write easy as because it's easy like, as. yeah, just because. Easy day. Yeah, and I mean, it's amazing. And so, do you tell me about how about your first ultra then? You you know that you did. Yeah. So, first event ultra or just first training ultra? Uh both. Okay. So my first training ultra I did off of only ever running 15Ks at most. So yeah. it was it was hilarious. It was with a bunch of friends. So we call it we called it the fat ass run. So um a bunch of people just it's non-organized non-organized run. It's just a group of people just going out and just doing an ultra just for fun. No structure, no anything. Um so we actually ran from Millicent to Macambia, which was fifty two oh was it Millicent to Macambia? I don't know, either way. Um it was fifty two Ks. Um I'd never run any more than fifteen Ks. Um never done wow. half a marathon or anything like that. I just sort of got out there and thought, why not? What have I got to lose? Um got it done, lots of walking. Um, but I will never forget the amount of pain I was in after that run. It was just, I couldn't sit in the car. I had a bath that night and I could not get out of the bath. It was just yeah. excruciating. So I sort of learnt my lesson from there. Um, and then was determined to do Eurobilla. I think it might've been six months later or something like that. Um, but wow. I upped my training and I definitely upped my training and up my mileage every week and, yeah, that's yeah. it's crazy. Look, I feel I can I can relate. When my first ultra officially was Eurobilla, um, actually it was my first ultra, full stop. And it's that feeling of your first ultra. I think it's probably good that you did that in training, in a sense, because yeah. I I remember for about three days after my after I did Eurobilla, I genuinely thought, especially the first day, I thought. I'm going to die. Like I'm, I'm, I was laying on my lounge at home like, oh, this is what, this is me dying right now. And so, um, but yeah, I felt like I'd been run over by a bus, like everything hurt, you know, that feeling. I mean, we, and now I kind of long for that feeling a bit. Um, I'm the same, yeah. Yeah. It's a weird, it, it's a weird ultra runner thing. Um, I think as the sore legs subside, like a few days after a, a big race, I kind of get a little bit sad, like I'm like, oh, yeah. because the, the sore legs are a reminder that you did something epic. <laughs> um, so tell me about your first ultra then, yeah, first official ultra with a bib. 
<laughs> um, so first official ultra with a beer was Urabilla because um, I just heard that it was amazing. Plenty of aid stations, wouldn't have to be so self-reliant. Um, so I actually did it, with, did it with a mate. Um, he helped me get it done. So he, I think he was well-seasoned. He'd done it before. Um, so he just sort of paced me a little bit and kept me slow. Um, I can't, I honestly can't remember the time I did it in. Um, but yeah, got it done and I was just elated after that. I just, I was hooked. Um, yeah, I think I was 94th, I think I became 94th female or something then, but yeah. So So what, what year was that? I think it was 2019, I reckon. Oh, so pre-COVID, right. Yeah, yeah, so Ah. that almost pre-COVID. I did that and then I reckon... I think the same year it may have been Hyson, I think. Um, yeah, 105? Yeah. No, Hyson. no, I wasn't ready for that yet. No. Um, I think it was the 60, I reckon. Yeah, because that the Hyson, for, for listeners who are not sure, generally Hyson is about a month after Eurobilla. So you did it a month later, did you? I reckon. I think I did. I'm just, yeah. yeah. I'm just really checking out your Strava. Yeah, um, I'm just checking, checking out the stuff just to see if I've actually got it there. That's all right. While you um, – that, that's the other thing. Um, while you looked that up, I was going to ask you. So you did that and um, you said you, you did 90-something female. And then at what point did you go, I'm actually kind of fast? Like what point did you do that sort of – when you started getting results, like when that you liked, you know, because you, you've had you, you've had uh, quite a quite a bevy of of uh, podium finishes in recent years, and yeah. so when yeah, when did that all start happening? So I've just asked out my Strava. Um, so it turns out that year that I did Eurobilla, um, the same year I did Hyson. So that was yet yeah, a month later. Um, that was the fifty-eight. I actually came third. Um, so that was a bit of a shock. Um, yeah. so, so, what, I think so I'm, what year was that? That was 2019. Yeah, it came third. Wow. Yep. 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 Um, and then, yeah, so that was my first ultra podium. So after that, I sort of started to train a little bit faster, um, and a little bit harder, like, yeah, hitting the pines a little bit more, um, finding some hills and realizing that that was sort of like that was my forte, like not just the, not just running flat, but hills were yeah. sort of my thing as well. Um, yeah, what, and then 2020, is, like. Oh, sorry, sorry just, just to, before I overlook it, you mentioned the pines a couple of times. Can you just, yep. for, the, for the listeners, can you tell us what are the pines? <laughs> so Millicent um, has. We don't have a lot around, like not a lot of hills or elevation around here. So we have a few pine forests um, around our local area that do have some hills. Um, and, yeah, that, that's just our, like, that's a little bit of a playground that we have. Oh, cool. Out, yeah, training yeah. out there. So, oh, yeah. Very good. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Excellent. So, you, um, yeah, you were talking yeah, about, so, yeah, so carry on. The year after, I think it was 2020, because um, obviously COVID hit that year, there was no real events. Um, Hyson, I and did do Hyson in 2020. That was my first um, 100K. So oh. that was the Hyson 105. Yep. Yep, that was in 2020. So it's funny, in 2019 when you did Hyson, 
I just um, just did the maths myself. That was actually the last time I ran the Heisen 105 was in 2019. And, yeah. um, and so we were probably, I mean, if you were doing the 60, you might not have seen me, but we may have crossed paths at the finish line and not even realised. So I have. And then, yeah, a few years yeah. later, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll get to that in a second, how we actually, because yeah. I think it's interesting the way we ended up meeting. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so you you started, um, you know, things are going well, and you've, you've started, yeah, let's keep, so you've had, then you've started just getting all these wins, like, and, and first, second, third, you know, on the podium. And, yeah. like, I mean, yes, still fairly local races, but obviously doing quite well because um, South Australia's got a pretty decent depth of trail and ultra runners on it because, you know, we have, a, there's a lot of different variety of trails here and, you know, particularly Adelaide area, as you know, it's got yep. like the hills, Adelaide hills and stuff. But, um, yeah. So like, um, what do you think? If, and so when, while you've been doing this 5k a day thing, you've started, you're just continuing on and you're getting these wins. And this is the thing that always has amazed me. You're getting these amazing wins off the back of what is essentially pretty low mileage. So, yep. yeah. Um, and I mean, that's makes you a bit of a, um, I don't want to use the word freak, <laughs> but you know, I've, I've been, yeah, that's that's pretty much my label lately. Is either crazy yeah. or I'm a bit of a freak, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it in the most endearing way uh, possible because it's sort of like it's not typical, and like what I mean, I know that you play other sports that actually, and I think that might play that might play a fair part in it. So your other sports that you partake in, or just is it netball? Yep, yep. So I play netball and um, I play basketball twice a week as well. Yeah. So they're great for your speed, explosive speed and whatnot. My only yep. concern as a coach now is I'm always worried about knees in netball especially, you know, because it's um, so much like explosive taking off and then explosive stopping, you know. So, yep. it, but but it's obviously you're, you do it in such a way that it's not, um, you haven't injured yourself, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really good. But do you think that plays a big role in, in your speed development? I think it absolutely does. Um, when we do have seasons off and everything, I do feel the difference. Um, the explosive power is just not there. Like I do, I'm still quick, but um, just with my agility and everything and the ability to have those quick quick bursts of yeah speed, like it's just, it does, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, so I actually wear my watch when I play when I play basketball, and I think on average I get probably three and a half k's. So in forty minutes, so I yeah, that's yeah. I'd love to um put a proper heart rate monitor on you during a game as well. I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> that would actually be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, um, yeah, because I know you get tasked with lots of the running in your in your teams, don't you? Like, what <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. the little pocket rocket of the team. So I play centre in netball and, yeah, basketball. I've just, yeah, most of the time they just ditch the ball and they expect me to chase. So it's pretty, yeah, pretty standard. Yeah. It's um, it's very it's very interesting. And it's, it's funny because, like, my last conversation talking to Nathan Pierce, there was a bit of a common theme here because he was quick in, in team sports as well. And, but it was sort of a little bit different because he, that's what made him realize 
he might actually be pretty good on the track, you know. So as opposed to you, where I think this is helping you with your ultra stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but nevertheless, there's definitely a, a, th- a common thread there. People that play sports, I think, or team sports from a younger age, you know, there's definitely a, a more success in, in the later years. As not that you're in your later years, but as in your adult <laughs> years, you know what I mean. So, um, so you've um, yeah, so you're knocking, racking up some wins and some podiums, and then um, how we met was only a, less than a year ago now. Um, it was. Well, I'll start the story and you can finish the story. The Run Adelaide 100, it was, um, yeah, so we met on the course, didn't we, running? <laughs> it, was, it was very accidental, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well, yeah, so we were running, weren't we? And it was, um, I remember there was a big group of us running because the first 30 kilometres along the Torrens and, Yep. I don't even know where it was we started talking. It was somewhere along the River Torrens. And, um, yeah, for those that don't know, it's like 120 kilometres, a huge loop of Adelaide. Um, pretty tough race in many respects, not just because of the distance, but there was a fair bit of climbing in there as well, all condensed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then we had, um, yeah, I don't know, we ended up running most of the race together. So yeah, we sort of accidentally became the same pace, and yeah. yeah, it was quite quite nice to have someone to chat to the whole time, which was good. Because yeah, I reckon it was probably yeah we started the first thirty k's, and then we just yeah yeah. What was it the last the last twelve k's? You tried to ditch me, and <laughs> I know you caught up to me. No, I never. I did, yeah. yeah, you did. You put it, and I wasn't running slow along there. I'll never forget that. I was like, because <laughs> I remember I saw someone coming, and it was, and I thought, oh no, it's the. So at that point, you were leading the women's race and I was third male, you know, a distant third. And, um, <laughs> and, and I turned around and I thought I saw a person coming. I thought it was a man. And I'm like, I don't want to lose third now that I've come this far. And so I put the bolt, I, I took off. And I think about three Ks later, you, you caught up to me, but I was running, a, I was running low five minute Ks. And this is after a hundred. We at about 110 kilometers at that point and yeah. almost, and I turn around and you, you caught up to me. So yeah, that was impressive that to put on that turn, type of speed that late in, in a big race like that. It was pretty cool, but it was yeah. hard that last, um, cause we had the last 12 or 13 Ks along the, um, the Esplanade going past Glenelg and you were, um, we were all both struggling and it was super windy. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, the sand yeah. was so painful. Oh my god! Yeah, I reckon that was probably one of the most memorable parts of the race, though. Like it was just, it, yeah, the sand was just whipping through, and it was dark, and yeah, yeah. No, it was, yeah. um, it was, it was an amazing run, and um, no, it was really good. But then now here we are, a little while later. So you've, you have started. Um, you came to me as a, as a running, um, prospect, like as an athlete. And ask yeah. one of my assistants with your coaching. What well, I mean, why why did you suddenly decide that a coach was right for you at this point in your running career? Well, I'd sort of had I'd had friends who were pretty knowledgeable in the running like the running area, like they'd done ultras and everything before. They'd done um, they'd studied coaching, they knew their stuff, um, but. 
I was starting to progress a little bit more in my running. So uh, like I think you've mentioned a few times, like I have had quite a few podium finishes and everything. Um, I'd sort of felt like I needed a little bit more structure in my running because I was doing the 5Ks a day, but I was sort of more, um, I began doing my own thing, um, going out and going fast when I felt like it, going slow when I probably should have been going fast. Like I never knew, I'd never had any structure. Um, and then I felt like, well, I'm getting all these wins and everything. Imagine what I can do with a coach, with structure, with someone who knows my running style. Um, Running. It's one of the best ways to stay fit and healthy. Whether you're an experienced athlete or just starting out, you want to make sure you're getting the most out of your workouts. That's where Zone 2 training comes in. You see, Zone 2 is the sweet spot for endurance training, where your heart rate is elevated just enough to challenge your cardiovascular system, but not so high that you're pushing yourself to the brink. By training in Zone 2, you'll improve your cardiovascular fitness, build endurance, develop more mitochondria, and burn fat. But that's not all. Zone 2 training is low impact, which means it's easier on your joints and muscles. And because it's less intense than other types of training, you can do it much more often without risking injury. So if you want to take your running to the next level, give Zone 2 training a try. You'll be amazed by the results. Zone 2, the smarter way to train. This message brought to you by Distance Runners Unlimited. And now, back to the show. Yeah, I sort of felt like I needed, yeah, like I said, I needed more structure. I wanted to progress. I wanted to be able, I knew that I could work hard, but I just needed someone to tell me to work hard, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, and when to do it and the right time and when to recover and, Yeah. yeah. That's um no that's and that's really good that you can have that. A lot of people don't want to take that on board, like to go to because it takes a lot of sort of you have to let go of a lot of um ego and a lot of and you have to put a lot of trust into someone as to to let them know that they are going to handle it right and and um not get get you injured. And I guess my main philosophy has always been don't get the runner injured. That's my number my number one training philosophy. And the longer people go without getting injured and but training continuously and training well, if nothing else, if you keep them uninjured, they're gonna do better. You know, yeah. like um but and you've and you've done really well. I mean, since we've been working together, you've done I think one race. What was that? That was oh, two bays. Yeah. No yeah. was I with you was I with you when I started I was with you when I did Hyson. Hyson? I reckon. I start, yep. So I reckon Hyson last year was my first race with you, so I've done two. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just after Eurobilla. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you, you won Eurobilla this past year, but 2022. Yep. That's yep. right. And what Hyson was it? Hyson 60? No, uh, seven, oh, 50. Oh. Yeah, it was the Hyson 50. So I backed that up with the win again. So I won that in 2021 as well. And then, yeah, won yes. it again. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah. But um but then you went um just not that long ago, you went down to Victoria, which and I um did. and you had a crack at your first sort of interstate race. Yeah. 
Tell us about that. It's a tough race or fast race, isn't it? It was such a fast race. So I'd heard a lot about it. Um, I sort of have a bit of a rule that I won't drive. The drive has to take longer than the run. Well, the drive, I think it took me like nine hours and my run was like five, I think it might've been like five hours, five or something like that. Like, So you should have ran slower. I was I was so tempted to run slower. Um, <laughs> no, it was an amazing course. I really wanted to. I'd heard some pretty high-end elite runners run two bays, so I sort of wanted to see and test myself um, as to where I was at, um, where I was at with my training, um, mental strength, all that sort of stuff, going over on my own um, to a course that I'd never done before. I just really wanted a good test. Yeah. Um, and you did, and it, you came away with what? I came away with third, so I was pretty stoked. Amazing, yeah. yeah. And like, you're running in good company too. Like it's, you know, to, to come away and, and like, and, and to get a podium at a race that you've never, you've never laid eyes on before. Like I guarantee if you went back the, a week later and having known the core, or let's say we fast forward to next to the next five, uh, two days, and just knowing the course, you'd do faster. You'd do it faster, even if you weren't any fitter. And so um, you just – but you, obviously it worked well. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I wanted to go into this race and actually have nothing left in the tank because quite often, like I'll admit, I'm quite – I will run, but I will run conservatively um, and I'll finish and be like, okay, well, I could have actually – I had more in me. I should have actually, like, tanked myself. but. With two bays, I felt like I actually walked away with like, no, I did my best. I couldn't push any harder. Um, but there were a few times where there were hills and stuff. And I thought like, I, I don't know, I remember looking one way and thinking, oh my God, that elevation looks insane. And then the track took us a completely different direction. So I'm like, right, okay, we missed that hill. I could have actually gone a little bit harder. Um, yeah. But getting to the end and actually feeling like I'd put in enough and it was enough like to get on the podium. Um, yeah, it was pretty pretty epic. Yeah, you're um you're very competitive, obviously. <laughs> like, so I mean, so when you're when you're pushed, so even I mean, like, uh, and I mean, perfect example is when I ran with you and you caught up to me in that last stretch along the beach there in in the run Adelaide hundred. Like, there's a bit of competitiveness in there, I think. You you um because you came flying along. You don't want anyone to beat you. If, they, if you can beat them, you, and that's including me, I mean, you know, like, so, like, where does, like, you've got a bit of the um, the, the old eye of the tiger, I think. Uh. <laughs> I, I do have a little bit of grit um, yeah. and determination. Um, I sort of swore to myself, I think there was a New Year's resolution I made a couple of years ago that I swear that I wouldn't be so competitive anymore. Um, but now I just do it silently. Um, and I'd use that as my fuel. That's my drive. I am competitive. Um, do you think team, team sport, do you think that is helps to drive it as well? Like I know that um, when you. Team sports, not so much because no. I rely, you have to rely on other people. Um, so I'm not quite so competitive when it comes to team sports. Like I do like winning, but yeah. it's, I also, yeah. I also respect everyone else and I don't, yeah, I'd rather play as a team. Um, but with, with running, you're self-reliant. So if you stuff up, it's on you. So Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's so hard. Yeah. But, I mean, I just remember from my years 
you know, back in the day I used to play soccer and um, the power of the, the pump up from the team, you know, like everyone's just, you know, half time comes around and everyone like getting getting in each other's faces to try and get each other hyped up for the second half. You know, do, do, or is, it, is it different with, with girls or women? Or it's, it's, def- it's definitely different with women. Um, yep. I think we're all pretty... We're all pretty conservative, I think. Like we do pump each other up, but we're not, yeah, like not loud yeah. voices or anything like that. We just sort of, yeah, we're 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 very supportive in just polite, and nice, and. <laughs> oh wow! How good. No, I um. Yeah. Oh look, I'm not saying that what got the way guys approach it and the way it was entirely healthy. It's probably a little bit toxic in hindsight, but <laughs> it's just what we did. You know, it's like yeah, you know, um, pushing the old. I guess you know David Goggins. Yeah. You know, so that bit of the like, come on, you know. Yeah. 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 Anyway, but that's good. No. So you're um, you've got the eye of the tiger. You're throwing together some great training now. Um, and so what's like, what's the next sort of thing on your um, and where are we looking? Where are we going forward to from here? So I'm looking to sort of get a little bit more interstate. I feel like I have done quite a lot of the SA runs. Um, there's still a couple that I haven't ticked off yet, but um, I'm heading over to Bright for the Buffalo Stampede in March. I'm going to give the 42 a go. Um, I've got it's April, early April. Yeah, end of March, yep. So I think it's the oh, 31st to like the 2nd or something. It's, um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's the four-day nice. festivals that they do, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you're doing the 42? Yes, yep. Yep, which yeah. is definitely out of my comfort zone because it's not quite as far as I normally would go. Um, but I feel like I have built up some speed on shorter distances at the moment. So, I'd, yeah, I would really like to push to see, yeah, to see so what can I can do. do. Yeah, it's, yep. and having done the the race, I did the, the longer version. The I mean, the 42 has got, has got more downhill than uphill, but the uphill, it's, it's a very hard race nonetheless yep. you know so yeah um I, w- I would say speaking specifically about that race you know you've got the the big walk you come down from buffalo you know the top you do the you do a loop or something near the top and then you come down from the top from the chalet down to the bottom it's about 10 kilometers of just downhill and so many people in the 42 just destroy their quads because they go way too fast because it is a really runnable or there's a lot of really fast runnable sections. So you've got to have that little, find that little bit of balance, that control that you don't destroy yourself because you get to the bottom and you've still got a fair way to go. And um, then, and there's some significantly hard climbs. And I'll say this, and I mean, I did it at the end of the, the, the when it was 75, the long course, which is now a hundred. I, I have my, I, I clocked my slowest kilometer in a race in all of all time in that. <laughs> so you get to go up and it's going up mixed track. And so anyone that's done Buffalo knows exactly what I'm talking about. And I did it in 2018. And, um, when we had lots of rain, wind and the storms, and it was chaos. And, uh, going up mixed track was muddy and slippery. And it was, it took me, that it's about a kilometer. It took me well over 20 minutes to get up there. Oh, that yeah. sounds fun. <laughs> it, it was fun. I remember getting to a point where I had the like a maniacal laugh going up there because I was like, this is crazy. Like, I'm never going to get to the top of this fucking hill. And so, <laughs> but, but I, I just was like, at the same time, I was like, uh, they'll, 
it would take a, like a I felt unstoppable, you know, like even though I was going at a snail's pace, I'm like, I'm going to get there no matter what. And then um, yeah. I got there. And um, yeah, yeah. But no, it's a beautiful place, Bright, isn't it? It's such a good yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. So I went up there in, I think it was January. I went up and stayed with a friend for a few days and yeah, just to suss out the scenery. And we actually did like, we did a lot of the, um, the big walk and oh my God, it's amazing. That's sort of why I've yeah. decided to come to this. Yeah to go back and yeah give it a crack it's just it's amazing it's beautiful yeah and and it's a really like march april is such a beautiful time of year up there like the and i know it sounds silly but like just the foliage on all the deciduous trees are all changing color and so the whole town has just got this beautiful kind of multi-colored look about it and it's um yeah it's it's uh it's god's country i mean I, when we went there it was like um the weather, the day, the first day that we were there, the weather was like 25 degrees and sunny. It was just glorious. And the kids were swimming in the, in the river there. And then, but the very next day, then the weather dropped like 20 degrees and, and storms and rain and wind. And it was just chaos. And so it's, it has got that real mountain weather. So that's something you need to consider. And they've had snow, I think, in some years too, like quite a bit of snow. So. Could, the weather it plays a big part in that race, it, I feel like. And then other years it's been like scorching hot. So you just never know. And this is going to be interesting. Yeah, the beauty of the beauty of um, when you train in summer, because as we're recording this, it's very hot here in South Australia. And, um, and sort of training through summer can be real sucky, but it does prepare you physically and mentally, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, yeah, I feel myself completely acclimatized to the heat now. Like if I went to run in cold, I think I went, yeah, I went early this morning and it was freezing. So, and I managed to push out a fairly good pace then. Um, yeah. But it was nice to run in the cold. So I'm very much looking forward to winter. Yeah. One of the things um, I wanted to ask you about too is I know we've been working together a lot on like nutrition and hydration. And mm-hmm. um, I know it's something um, that, Everyone needs to work on it all. Like you always got to be aware of it. And I remember the other week, I I basically forced you to drink some more. <laughs> I said you've got to drink more. And I what was I, re- I even recommend just like Gatorade or Tailwind. I'm going to drink Gatorade. Yeah, and you didn't like it. I hated the taste, but oh, it was like I think it was a really hot day, and I knew that I had a really hard session coming up. And yeah, yeah. I hadn't had enough water that day at all. And yeah, you yeah. told me to get try and get a Gatorade in during the day, and then have one at least half an hour, like half an hour before my run. Yeah, and it was hard to trust you. It was really, really hard to trust. But yeah, yeah it actually worked. Like for a start, yeah. I think I felt really gluggy and gross. But then, I yeah. yeah, oh my god, it was probably one of the faster runs that I've done. Like I was, yeah, yeah, it was a good one. It was one of the one of my um the infamous threshold sessions that I give people. And, um, yeah. but you, yeah, it makes such a big difference. And, um, you can, you, I think people have to remember to drink their, like, get the sugars and the salts and like, um, electrolytes so that you, cause you can't, you can only drink so much water on its own, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but you, um, yeah. And so you're getting better at that. And you're, how would you say your nutrition is coming on? Nutrition's getting there, but it is yeah. definitely something that needs a lot more work. So I think I I kind of feel like because I'm not quite doing that yet, I'm not at my peak. I've like I've still got so much to learn 
um, nutrition was, um, I'm, I'm fast now, but if I get everything under control, like without sounding too much, like I've got too much of an ego, um, yeah, I feel like I could, yeah, get a lot faster and become a lot more of a better runner if I get, yeah, get that under control. Yeah. And look, I think, um, as a coach, the only, what I'm looking for in athletes is athletes who are willing to look at ways that they can better themselves. You know, like you're competing against yourself ultimately. And so we want to, you know, and a lot of people, they go, oh, they want to think about the one percenters, but I'm still interested in the 99 percenters, you know, but the thing as in like, you know, are you taking care of all the basics, you know, such as nutrition, hydration, recovery, you know, and just you're really, look, yeah, you're doing that really well. And I think that that's um, going to pay dividends. And if nothing else, you um you feel better when you're training, you know, if you're, yeah. if you're eating right, recovering right. Because um and, and I always say most of your training should not feel like hard. It shouldn't oh I mean it should feel you shouldn't feel exhausted all the time. You know, a couple of times a week you might feel a bit stuffed after a particularly hard session or a long run. But yeah, no, you're um you you have got it all under control so far. You're, you're taking everything on board really well, and it's your, your body's responding well. And so, um, that's this is yeah. the coach, this is coach talking, not not podcast host. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I definitely feel good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's that's really good. And so, you, in the in the very short term, you've got another race coming up, haven't you? A lo- another local one. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, I do. Um, yeah, so next weekend. <laughs> next weekend. I'm, I'm too focused, focused on Buffalo. Um, yeah, so next weekend I'm going to give the Bel Air Marathon a crack as well. Um, that's one that I haven't done, but I've run along most of the trails there before. Um, just to sort of, I'm I'm kind of itching for a race. So 2022, I did almost a almost an ultra a month. Um, so this is probably the longest gap between. A race that I've had for a long time so I'm getting a little bit itchy <laughs> but also trying to listen to my coach at the same time and do as I'm told so yes yeah yeah so what was the um goal or not the goal the strategy going into Bel Air you you because it's about I think it's about a thousand meters of climbing in that race yeah so it's not overly so, steep hmm. no so I sort of feel like it's going to be another bit of a fast race um I feel conditioned enough to be able to, yeah, give it a pretty good crack and, yeah, try and climb over some more hills and stuff, um, see how it goes. I don't really have a strategy. I just sort of go with feel like it seemed to work with work for me so far. I Yeah. Run faster than everyone else. That's a good strategy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, don't, what, go fast until I can't anymore. Yeah. And hopefully the I can't anymore occurs at like 42 kilometers at that you don't want that <laughs> yeah. i can't go anymore you don't want that to hit you at 30 k's <laughs> no no yeah. no but um that's when i sort of get my second wind yeah no it's good and we'll um we'll have a nutrition plan sorted for you so that you eat and drink properly and yeah. hopefully the weather settles down by then and it's not a million degrees sorry <laughs> that would be ideal ideal yeah. would be yeah a little yeah. bit cooler thanks so looking ahead um, a little bit further down the line, um, you, what do you, what are you sort of hoping to do later on this year or what do you want to do even in a couple of years? So there has been a seed planted by, um, I have a connection in Melbourne that I've been speaking to for a little bit. Um, he's a mutual friend of yours and mine, I guess. Um, 
and yourself have planted the seed um, to possibly apply for Worlds, which then uh, Austria in June. So I'm applying for that and see how it goes. World Mountain Running Championships. World Mountain Trail Running Championships, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, that's very good. Yeah. 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 So that's sort of on my radar at the moment. Um, it would be ideal to get over there, but obviously there's hundreds of elite runners that will be applying. Um, if not, try again next year and keep trying after that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Worlds and then I'm looking to – in November, Grampians Peaks and Trails. I'm looking to enter into the Miler. Um. <laughs> it's such a that's so big, and that's going to be a hard. I'm race. hoping that's not news to you. <laughs> no, I, I, not, it's not news to me. Um, that, but that is like, at least it's not a. It's not going to be as fast. That we're going to, <laughs> a lot of hiking in that one. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah. that's a hundred miles through the Grampians. Yeah. 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 So I've I've touched in the Grampians before. Um, I've actually only done Wonderland once. Um, I think I did the thirty six last year, coming off of an injury. I was yeah, I think yeah. I, um, I had really bad shin splints last year, and then I came back and did Wonderland um, the thirty six, and I ended up winning that. Um, <laughs> and so I've sort of got a taste of the Grampians, and they're absolutely stunning. So I sort of thought, well, what better way to see it than on foot? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, look, that one that the seed has been planted for me. That one, because what happens to me a lot doing this podcast and and whatnot is when there's a big race announced, I quite often people will just I'll get inundated with like links to to new races. People will just send me links. Like sometimes it's listeners and sometimes it's friends and sometimes it's athletes that I coach. But occasionally, and when the Grampians Peaks and Trail Race was announced, I had about three different people who don't know each other at all. They all sent me a link to the race. <laughs> and I was just like, that, it's like, I hate that. I mean, I love it, but I also hate it at the same time because they plant this seed. And, yeah. uh, but that's what it's all about. It's all about planting seeds, but like you've got to water them. Otherwise, yeah. and I, you know, I haven't, I haven't made a decision about that, but I personally will be doing a 100 mile race at some stage this year. Haven't decided which one, and so um, no. but yeah, but no, it's um, yeah, and I guess so. Just got to keep on um, being consistent with your training, and you. The other question I want to ask you again, going back to your five k a day, mm-hmm. when when do you stop, or does it just go <laughs> on forever? How Wait, long is a piece of string? Seventy five um, years old, still cranking them out. <laughs> I was really, I've seen a few memes and stuff on Facebook lately of some very aged runners, but oh my God, if I look that fit and if I'm still running my 5Ks at 70, I would be very, very happy. Yeah. Um, I, Do you know I, there's honestly, a streak website? You can look it up. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So the, the longest running streak in history was by a guy named Ron Hill. And he yep. ran, I, think, I don't know what the actual distance was, but it, it was like 52 years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So he he ran up until almost the day he died. <laughs> and oh my god. Yeah. So um, but yeah. So maybe that could be you. But like, what do you yeah, get out of that? What do you? Can, this is another thing. What do you get out of running the can, this continual streak? Um. So it's consistency. It's being. It's holding myself accountable to get out of bed every day to actually get something done. Um. 
I it has gotten me through some very dark days. It's gotten me through some very, very good days. Um, it's just, I think it's just having that consistency there. Like it is, it's a constant and I don't know. I, th- I think I actually rely on it. Yeah. Like some people, they run three times a week and they get shitty if they don't go out for a run, like after the three times. I'm like that every day. If I don't go out for my run, I get yeah. like, I get itchy. I get shitty. Like I get, I'm stuck at a desk all day for work. Um, so I just want to get out there and if, even if it's just by myself for that half an hour, like just to get out and just clear your head. Um, and yeah, it's just, it, it's just there. Like, yeah, it's a, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to explain. I was just going to say it would be hard to explain, but I can relate. Yeah, absolutely. So the yeah. closest I've come to doing huge streaks like that. I mean, I, I, as part of being a coach, I, I enjoy the structure of my training when I'm on it. And so I sometimes my, I enjoy, I also enjoy a day off. So I'm a bit different. Um, <laughs> um, um, but I, during, uh, in 2020, during all the COVID lockdowns and whatnot, I, I did the calendar club once and that was fun. And we run one kilometer for each day of the month that it is. So on the first. Yeah. I think I remember you. Yeah. I remember yeah. you telling me about that. That was pretty, yeah, pretty That's, impressive. Fun, yeah. It got big. Like the final week, it ended up being almost 190 kilometers. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's not something you can do all the time. But 5k a day is it's far more sustainable. And yeah. um, you know, you're getting your you're getting your uh your steps in. It's good, you know, like you're getting your minimum step count <laughs> in for the day. So um, so that's really good. Not you're doing well, Danny. And so you just have to keep on keeping on. And I hope that you um that we can work together and get some of these big goals that you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Up, up those stats a little bit, I think. <laughs> yeah, well, you're starting to put together some big weeks and you're definitely going beyond five kilometres a day these days. And um, I know I saw your video, your little reel that you put up and it was um, you running somewhere. It was a really beautiful shot of you running away from the camera. And, um, yeah, you looked very comfortable. But you said you were absolutely bugger- buggered on that run. <laughs> yeah, it was so hot. I think it was like a 33-degree day or something and I just climbed this ridiculous hi- ridiculous hill and I'm like, oh, this shot looks really nice. There's no clouds in the sky. So I thought, nah, I need – I sort of did it for my own benefit. Like I wanted to see what my form was. Yeah. Um, it was actually quite funny. I was at netball training the other night and there was a coach there who she did, did something to do with athletics. I'm not quite sure what it was, but she was actually crit- critiquing everyone's running she didn't go up to anyone personally except for me. Right. She, she critiqued my running style. Yeah, and so, so I sort of felt a little bit, I was a little bit put off. Like, oh, I was fine. Like she probably knew more about track and all that than I did, but I felt like I wanted to see where I was going wrong. So I yeah, filmed myself just to check my own style. And I yeah. absolutely, I would, I highly recommend people, do that once in a while. Yeah. Check out your running style. Um, look, and it's it's like um, you've got to be introspective and go. Yeah, hang on. I um, I look that looks crap when I do that. Or I mean, you don't want to do wholesale changes. It's not even. It doesn't matter if you look good either, because to a degree, you know, one of the best ultra runners on the planet. Um, this American woman named Camille Heron. You know, Camille. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Very well aware. Yep. She just recently broke another. Uh, her own record uh, for a hundred miles, and um, she has a, an, I would describe it as an unorthodox running style. 
because she has like an issue with one of the bones in her leg. And so she looks, you look at her and you think she does not look like a very good runner. And I, I follow her on Twitter and she put, there was a video of her running and then people were commenting and, and some, some random dude who didn't know who she was commented, he said, oh gee, that, that woman with the, with running with the, that so-and-so number, she needs to work on this and this and this with her technique. And then she, Camille commented on it and said, actually, I have multiple world records and, um, you know, like blah, blah, blah. And she just shut him down. She goes, I'm doing fine. Thanks. <laughs> and so it was quite yeah. funny. Cause, and he just was like, Oh, all keys. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was, it's quite a funny exchange, but, um, yeah, I, I think it's really good for people to film themselves and, um, get just sort of be a little bit and critical. Not critical, but analytical. It's probably a better yeah, word. Definitely yeah, definitely analytical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you look at there's the the best runners in the world generally that it looks running looks easy. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. So when they're running fast, it doesn't really look like they're pushing. Yeah. And they're everyone's just like, oh. yeah. And it's it's just because they've got good me- their mechanics. Having good biomechanics helps, and also yeah. all those things put together. So anyway. That's that's really good that um you're, you're doing great and I think um that's probably a great spot to um to wrap it up there because we're recording this in the evening and it's past <laughs> past this this guy's bedtime it was the only time we could sort of fit it in so I'm really grateful so hopefully it doesn't impact your own beauty sleep thanks so yeah thanks Danny it's been a pleasure well good thanks for having me appreciate it. <laughs>